and his look on his face, like it almost made me want to cry because it was so cute, like in a good way, but he was just so floored. And I'm like, you're my brother, dude. Like you should, you should know me better than this. Diz Runs Radio episode 543 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out and a huge uh, thank you to the folks over at Health IQ who are uh, sponsoring today's episode. Uh, if you haven't heard about Health IQ before, we'll talk a little bit more about them as we go in the episode. But uh, the the moral of the story is is that if you're looking for life insurance, um, you know, as as runners, as people who care about your health, uh, Health IQ has worked with life insurance providers to actually give us uh, slightly better rates. Uh, simply. For the fact that, uh, as again, as runners, as people who are, are try to be healthy on a regular basis, um, our risk, if you uh, c- get what I'm saying there, our, our risk profile is a bit uh, less than the general population. And, and as such, Health IQ believes that uh, maybe maybe we should re- reward people for uh, trying to be healthy, for being proactive about their health. And that's that's how they're doing it, is, is by working with life insurance companies to uh, help healthy folks, runners, yogis, uh, whatever, you know, triathletes, people that, that are, are proactive about their health to, uh, maybe, maybe save a few, a few, bu- a few bucks on, uh, their life insurance premium. So if you, if you find yourself in a situation where you, uh, need to reexamine the amount of life insurance coverage that you have, um, why don't you head over to healthiq.com slash disruns? That way they know about, uh, that way they know that you came from the show and uh, get yourself some quotes and some information and, and talk to an agent and find out, you know, what it might cost to add uh, a little bit of life insurance coverage to your portfolio. Um, also, just want to let you know real quick that uh, there's a little bit of uh, technical difficulty, Skype issues uh, that uh, we tried to navigate as, as well as possible. So you're going to notice a little a little out and then back with, with the audio uh, about six or five or six minutes into it. And you might notice the conversation jumps a little bit. Um, I did as much as I could to edit it without taking too much out. So I don't think it's too distracting. And once you get past about a minute and a half or two minutes of, of the kind of slightly jarbled uh, communication, everything's crystal clear from then on out. So um, don't uh, don't hear it start to go bad and just think, well, the hell with it. I'm, I'm done with this episode because I can't hear it very well. It'll come back to you and it's well worth it, I promise. So uh, thanks again to Health IQ, uh, healthiq.com slash disruns. And thanks for your patience through that little little patch of technical difficulty. But uh, enough with the, the longest intro in the last uh, 100 episodes of Disruns Radio. Let's go ahead and dive in to the next episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, I'm not sure whether to label my guest today as a total badass or totally crazy, and, and maybe the truth lies somewhere in between, but uh, it won't take you very long to figure out why I'm conflicted. Uh, on the badass side, she's pretty much run all of the miles, like literally all of them. You know, 4,000 miles a year isn't unheard of, and in fact, it's kind of almost commonplace. Uh, you know, she's a 316 marathoner, has finished 600 milers, 850 milers, so ultra, ultra distance is, is in, her, in her wheelhouse, no big deal. Um, but on the crazy front, she logs most of her miles on the treadmill. So the treadmill, uh, like I said, uh, either I'm, I'm conflicted. She's either badass, crazy, probably a little bit of both, but, uh, it, it's time to uh, get the party started and officially welcome Ms. Emily Toya to the show. So, uh, thanks for joining us today, Emily. Really appreciate it. And, uh, looking forward to uh, the conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, the is the mine. And, and guys, uh, if, if you want to check out uh, Emily or probably M, as, as I'll probably end up saying most of the time, and, and as you're maybe more familiar on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, pretty much all the places, uh, the handle is at RunMs, and that's M's with a Z. So R-U-N-E-M-Z, the places to, to find what she's got going on and, and connect with her uh, through all the, the various social channels. And we'll have everything linked up, as we always do, in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at disruns.com slash 543. So, uh, and the way we was, uh, start off the show is with uh, a very simple question that, uh, for some people, it is a, a pretty simple question to answer. And uh, for some, the, the, the question might be simple, but the answer is, is very complex and convoluted. And it's, it's just a, a great way to kind of start the, the conversation and see where it takes us. And that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Oh, geez. I, I would say my favorite distance to race is 100 miles. Um, I, 
Absolutely love the thought of being out there for the sunrise, seeing the sunset, and potentially seeing the sunrise again. It It's just my favorite place to be out on the trails, um, just you in the dirt. And that might be super funny to people who know where I train. But I guess that's why I appreciate being outside so much when it does come to race day, because everything is just so eye-opening. Everything seems new and fresh and I just absolutely love it. With my um, family situation as it is right now, being that I have a senior in high school and a three-year-old, I don't um, get to race 100 milers like I would probably like to. So, you know, 100 miles is my favorite thing to race. However, I find myself doing a lot more um, in the 50 mile to, um, you know, either a 50K or marathon um, more frequently, just because it's just what's easier for me as a mom in the stage of my life right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 always kind of puts things in perspective when I talk to to ultra distance runners because you know, for for us that are, I mean, I've I've done one ultra, so I guess I can I can sort of be in in your category, but it's just you know, quote unquote, just a fifty k. Um, no, that's never just. <laughs> right, right. But you know, when you talk to to folks who's like, oh, I really love the half marathon because it's it manage it's manageable and it fits into my exactly. life, and, and the marathon is just so much more. And then and then I talk to ultra runners, and they're like, Yeah, you know, fifty mile like that that is, is much more convenient than a hundred mile. It just it just makes me. It, it just totally is. It's funny. I feel like I can I can leave the house when everyone's still sleeping, but yet get home and and help with all the nighttime routine. So yeah, <laughs> it's 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 like I said, it's it's just kind of a, a crazy thing to for for a roadrunner to kind of start wrapping their head around that. And I've like I said, I finally have. I've, I've done the fifty k. Um, I can I could, you know, I, I don't want to say this because then people will hold me to it. But I could see myself doing a fifty miler at some point. But boy, that that hundred mile thing is just a it's it's a. Whew, that's, that's, it's a commitment, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, yeah, well, we'll definitely hold you to it. Yeah, I'll say that. I know, I know. <laughs> and, and, and actually it's, it's, it's funny that, that you mentioned the idea of the sun coming up, you know, like seeing the sun rise, running through the night and then seeing the sun again the next day at the hundred mile. Cause not too long ago, I, you know, somebody that was on the show has had the same, the same, uh, thought process for the hundred mile. And it's the first time I've had, I've had several people that have said hundred miles is their favorite distance, but nobody's mentioned that before. Um, and also to kind of tie it in with, with you running on the treadmill, which I, I want to dive into a bit because I, I, I can't handle the idea of one mile on the treadmill, let alone <laughs> repeatedly day after day do, doing your training. Um, right. But but do you think that that because you log so many miles on the treadmill, the, the vast majority of, the, of your training miles at least, um, almost like you said, that, that that really makes the time when you are outside, when you are on the trails, when you are on the roads, whatever the case might be, that much more special because it's fresh as opposed to those of us who maybe run the same trail all the time. And it just only almost becomes, I hate to say it, but almost becomes as monotonous as being on the treadmill because we're just going to almost take it for granted because we're there all the time. You know, I absolutely without a doubt believe that, um, you know, I get so used to, I have, I have a great setup at home. Don't get me wrong. I have a really big glass sliding door that I can open and, um, where we live now, there's just, there's coyotes running and, you know, walking in front of me. Um, there's, um, rabbits and all sorts of kind of like nature outside my window. So it's kind of fun for me like that, but I mean, nothing compares to actually being on the trails. So yeah, when I'm, I'm just in one room for three hours in my house and then I'm able to go outside and it, it's just amazing to me. I, I'm looking at everything and I truly, it, it takes my mind off actually what I'm doing most of the time because I'm just looking which sometimes means I bite it and I'm pretty good at that <laughs> at falling. but I it, it's just incredible you know I get to see the sunrise to an extent out of the corner of my my office but um there, there's nothing really quite like getting outside after you you know doing 10 to 12 miles of training per week in so, so you, you, you log all these miles on, on the treadmill, even though you kind of get a chance to, to look outside and whatnot. But I mean, even with a good setup it, and, and I'm, I'm biased, I'll admit I'm biased. I, I, I've, I've done the treadmill bit at, at various points in my life. And I, I kind of look forward to never having to get on that thing again, if, if I can help it. Um, <laughs> it, it does it ever become a drag does it, or, 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 I mean, how, I don't know, like the best way to ask this question other than like, like, how do you, how does it not just get so tedious that you're just like, you know what the hell with it? Like as much as I love running, I can't do this. Cause that's, I feel like that's where I would be if I was in that situation. And 
and, and to be honest, I started running on a treadmill based out of necessity. Um, I don't have to worry about, you know, cars or animals or, um, you know, routes or, or anything like that. So in a way, I feel like it's easier than what your typical rider will do. Um, I just being able to zone out. I'm, I'm big into thinking when I'm on the treadmill, which is some people, but I love just the ability to just go with it and just run. You truly don't have a way about anything. You get in that zone, and I just feel like the miles just fly by. Um, I know when I do run outside with friends, which isn't too often, I find my mind like, I know our, our distance. Like, I've driven this course before, and that feels like a really long way. And how is that only six miles? You know, it's it's just a different mentality where on the treadmill, I just kind of put my towel in front of the numbers. I never have the numbers showing. It's just something I'm weird about. And um, and I'll look down. I'll be like, no way. I've gone 90 minutes when, you know, I can go outside, and every minute truly feels like a minute. Mm. <laughs> I, I It's just what works for me. I, I love to – Sometimes I'll set a timer on my phone for like 15 minutes and I'll, I'll think about one person and maybe something that they're going through right then and maybe what I can do to, you know, help them in some way today or, or remember to call them that day. And it, those are probably my favorite runs where I just, you know, you just kind of get out of yourself and just think about someone else for, you know, X amount of minutes or miles. And, and it's not technical. I don't mean I set an alarm, but it's just, it's lovely to be able to just sit there and just think over things. And, and I'm able to, cause I don't have to worry about dodging cars or, you know, really being aware of my surroundings necessarily. Gotcha. And, and, you know, as, as much as I, uh, you're not going to, you, you might convince me or convert me into doing some of those longer ultras, but you're not, I, I don't foresee a situation where you're going to convert me into, into doing the, the, the miles on the treadmill. Although I guess, like you said earlier, I mean, if it's, if it's necessity, then, then I guess maybe it's necessity, but would, would I stop running to, to, you know, to, to, just to keep my, I don't run on a treadmill streak alive. Like I probably, probably not, but you know, where I'm, where I'm trying to, Go, go ahead. Go Sorry. Ahead. No, no. I was. I guess I should have explained the necessity necessity a little bit more too. Is that I I played volleyball in high school. Um, had a scholarship that I ended up not taking for volleyball, and um, you know I I kind of found found running as just a way to stay in shape. But I started running outside and felt that injury come back mm -hmm. from volleyball, and I went to see my doctor and said, well, you know the the pavement isn't too forgiving. You need to either take up trails or you need to run more on a treadmill because you get a little bit more um, ease on your joints from that. So that's actually kind of how it started. I, w I wasn't ready to give up running and I, I was 20, you know, it's like this should not be happening. Um, and so I got a treadmill and I haven't had I truly have not had any issues to keep me from running since I've started training that way. I do feel it when I run a marathon outside, um, you know, a pavement marathon, I think I probably feel my muscles and joints probably twice as much as most people because my body's not used to that kind of impact, but I'm willing to put up with that and have, you know, the ability to run good training miles on a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to ask that and, and, you know, it's, it, it only makes sense that if, if you're not quite, you know, it'd be just like anybody that runs on the trails all the time and then they go run a, a good hard road race that they're going to, they're going to feel it a bit more than those that, that uh, train on the roads regularly. Um, so, so, you know, maybe, maybe taking a step back a little bit, you know, you, you were a volleyball player and, and yes. started to, to do a little bit of running to, to stay in shape um, with, with the, well, uh, w w were you a, a pretty instant, you know, when, when you, when you got into it, like, I really like this or, or when did you, when did you get to the point where, you know, running is, is something that, that is such a, a part of your, your regular life at this point? Yeah. You know, um, I started off just running like two miles before school in my senior year and I truly hated it. I hated it. And like, I'd see people running on the streets, you know, in my neighborhood. I'm like, Oh, you guys are crazy. Like I was doing it more out of necessity, like just, you know, to stay in shape for volleyball. And then after I got injured, just because I didn't want, um, to slide backwards, I just wanted to stay fit. Um, I would say, so later on in my senior year, I decided to go for a run and I was not real familiar with our neighborhood still, still because we had moved um, to this house during my senior year. And 
I got lost and I ended up finding my way home. And then my dad's like, you went eight miles. And I was like, no way. Are you serious? He's like, yeah, hop in the car. I'll show you. This is way before this is aging me significantly because (laughs) I hopped in the car. My dad's like, let's set the pedometer. And and we figured out um, how, not pedometer, the odometer. Hello. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and we figured out how far I went. And I was like, I can't believe that. Like I was floored. And I said, well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll train for something. Maybe I'll, I'll do this. And, um, that it took me about, well, I got married and then about eight or nine months, um, after I got married, I, I ran my first marathon and, um, it turns out being that I didn't have a watch or, or anything, all the bells and whistles that we have right now. Um, my longest run was actually 16 miles when mm-hmm. I turned up for my marathon, but I thought it was 20. So, um, <laughs> so that was an interesting marathon. Um, and when I finished, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like bucket list done. Like I was, I was like, that, that was a really good experience. I don't want to do it again. And so I just went back to running my, my three and four miles, um, you know, five days a week. And then, um, it wasn't until 2007 or 2008 that I really just started realizing how much I loved running and something just clicked. And that's when I bought my treadmill and that's when I, I just started doing it every morning and I just absolutely loved it. My first treadmill literally was um, facing a block wall in my house, like nothing in front of it, you know, two feet away from a wall. and. And I just loved it. I, it didn't bother me. It, it just kind of let me reflect. I would just think all the thoughts. And um, and that's actually when running took its hold on me was 2007 or 2008. And ever since then, I've been a pretty high mileage runner. Um, it's just what works for me. A lot of people um, may have an opinion or don't necessarily approve of my training and that's that's totally perfect um it's just what works for me and my body's not angry i'm very careful to you know reflect on what's hurting and if i should pull back and and stuff like that but it's i guess i'm just one of these bodies that um you know i my body's used to it can handle it i don't feel strain so i just go with it It's, it's what works for me well, and, and there's there's a few things in there that I think are, are worth um, at least maybe unpacking just a little bit. And that you know, like, a it's it's what works for you. So you know, like like there's that 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 we need to remember. And yeah. b that that it was there were a lot of years of of running. You know, like you said, four or five miles, whatever. Um, to to really build that base. So you know, it's it's one thing, and and, and I think we all do this. Are, are guilty of it to to some point. But but I'm gonna lovingly pick on some of the, the newer runners that, that, that might look at, at your numbers or might look at, at, at anybody's at my numbers or, or anybody that's been running for, for several years and go, wow, like you run, you know, a hundred miles a week or you run 150 miles a month or whatever. And I'm, I'm struggling to get, you know, six miles a week or 10 miles a week. And, and it's, it's easy to forget that, that this was a process that you built to. And, and then also important, like you said, you, you pay attention to your body and how you're feeling. So, you know, it's, it's some, some key things in there that, that is easy to overlook, but are, are vitally important. I completely agree. I love the way you say it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> but, but you know, how, like when you know, like 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 I said at the at the beginning, you know, four thousand miles in a year, like that's that's a high a high volume year to to most of us, and and that's fairly, at least from what I could could kind of piece together, that's that's pretty commonplace for you. Um, so what what does it look like for you for for a week running running that many miles? I mean, is is it a hundred miles pretty much every week, or or you know how many days? Like like what's just yeah. just for those of us that, that can't wrap our head around that many miles, and I, I certainly okay. call myself in that camp. What does it what does a normal week of running look like for you? Um, I would say uh, for about the last five to six years, um, I run five days a week. I am religious about taking two days off a week. I take Thursday off. I take Sunday off. Um, on Thursday, I may do yoga or something. Friday is just, or excuse me, Sunday is just a complete family church day that I don't, I don't do anything. Um, I do two weeks hard and one week easier. So, um, a hard week will be something around, I don't know, 85 to a hundred. A cutback week will be somewhere between 65 and 75. 
Um, on, on a bigger week, I, I typically do 20, 10, 20 on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, um, you know, longer on, on Tuesday, I'll sometimes add some hills or if my body, if I push it a little faster on Monday, I'll dial it way back and do a really easy run on Tuesday. Um, and then on Friday, I do a longer run and try to do a little faster the last 20 minutes. And then Saturday is sometimes just real, you know, shooting from the hip. I, I may do five on the treadmill and then hike five with my daughter, or maybe I'll just do 10 on the treadmill and that's it. I, I try to do, um, you know, just whatever's working on the weekends. I, I truly try to make it more time for my, my family. And if I can get my family outdoors with me, that's always what I'm going to pick. <laughs> And that's, and that's a, 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 again, I mean, kind of like what we were just talking about of, of figuring out what works for you. I mean, that's, that's, it's another thing that I think people overlook is that, oh my gosh, like she must be running every day a week and, and, yeah. you know, sometimes maybe even doubles, you know, and, and, and you're running six, seven, eight, ten 10 times per week. And, and no, like, like you're, you're listening to your body, you're taking those days off. Yeah. Was no, that- it's critical. I've, I've noticed, you know, and I've been that way for years. Like I said, my body needs two days. Like I can push hard for three days at the most. And then come Thursday, I want nothing more than to not be running. So I, I always felt like that was a good thing to, to listen to and to realize in my training is that when things start to feel hard towards the end of my run on a Wednesday, I'm like, okay, you know, that's why we, we rest on Thursdays. Um, but I, I know that even when I've tried doing you know, cross training, um, like a spin class, maybe on Thursday, it, I I can tell that my Friday run is not good. So I definitely try to get some balance in there. Um, I do, I have a TRX at home. I try to use that. I do weight bearing exercises, but for the most part, I haven't been doing a lot of cross training and, um, you know, I, I wish I knew how to swim better. I, I can swim, but not how I would like to, to be able to use it as cross training. And, um, I do love spin class, but I find it just, um, to be equally as hard as running. So I try not to do it on rest days. If I'm going to do that, I try to use it as more of my run day. Gotcha. Do, do you, on, on your off weeks, do you, do you mix in a bit more of that kind of, of thing or, or do you just try to keep the, the effort, you know, on the, on the cutback weeks, keep, keep the effort just lower in, in general? Usually it's, it's more effort. And, and again, I guess that has something to do with, um, kind of, the season of my life right now where I am with my kids. Um, my son is in a um, school that is only for three hours in the morning. So finding a spin class or finding something in a gym class-wise during those hours has proven to be a bit of a challenge. And um, this is an overshare, but I'm a bit of a germaphobe, so I don't super love taking him mm. to the daycare there. I'm like, ah, all the germs. But um yeah, so I, my cross training, to be perfectly honest, I'm not super impressed with myself on because I, I know it is super beneficial and um, would be a good thing to incorporate, especially on my my lower miles weeks. So that's something I got to work on. There's always something, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and and again, I mean, you know, because I, I know I know that a lot of people listening can't relate to, you know, a hundred mile weeks or even, you know, 85 or a cutback week being 60 to 70, but, but there's, there's still things that, that we can all relate to. And, and yeah, I mean, we all have areas that we can improve upon. We all have things that we can, we can do better or that, that we can learn from each other. And so, you know, I, I think that that's, that's an important thing to, uh, to keep in mind. Um, you know, and, and, and again, with, with, the the, the higher volume weeks, how, like, how much, and this is just the coach in me is curious, I guess, if nothing else, but like how much intensity do you do? I mean, like, like you said, every once in a while you might mix in a couple of hills or something like that, but are, are you running most of your miles at, at a fairly comfortable pace? Do, do you push harder or how, how do you, how do you judge the, yeah. the intensity of your training? You know, I, I try to change it up each week. Typically, you know, on Monday I'll have more energy being that I've rested all day Sunday. So my legs are, are a little bit more ready to run than they are on a Wednesday. So if I'm going to do anything, 
you know, with a little bit more speed, it's typically on a Monday and Friday. Um, one example I may do is, you know, I, I like doing kind of ladder type things where, you know, maybe I'll start off at, you know, I, I don't know, like at 8.30 and then do an 8.15 and then do 8 and then do 7.45 and break those builds up over, you know, the three hours. So it's not like um, to, to most people that would sound extremely boring, but, um, you know, doing like 30 minutes of, of each. One of my most favorite ones is to do 17 minutes comfortable and then do three minutes at like a zone four or zone five. I, I don't typically do a lot of heart rate training, but um, I know what my numbers are on there and, and my, my uh, treadmill does show it. So I try to push myself really hard for three minutes and then settle back into a slower pace for 17 minutes. Um, it, it keeps things kind of exciting. Um, and just use a little timer on my phone to tell me when that, that time has gone off. Um, but you know, the, the easy runs are typically really easy. You know, it's, I, I keep it about a minute slower, if not a minute and a half slower than what I, I typically do. And I, and I may throw in some hills. My, my treadmill is I, I absolutely love it. I have a woodway. I saved up forever for it. Um, I've never regretted it. <laughs> it's worth every penny in my house. Um, so it has some really great programs that when I'm doing either an easy or a hard run, but I do find I tend to use them more on my easy days that'll do some really great um, hill intervals that or, you know, keep me, keep my legs awake, even though, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily trying to push it. Yeah. I would, I would imagine with as many miles as you get on the treadmill that, that, uh, that wouldn't be the area to, to scrimp and save on, like get yourself yeah, a good no. treadmill, um, with a good motor. That's got some options that does some, some bells and whistles because, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, I, I want to talk about uh, some of the, the the charity events that you've done uh, in just a second. But first, I want to take a, a second and, and uh, pay a quick bill and, and remind everybody that uh, Health IQ is sponsoring today's episode. And, and um, you know, if if you're like me, before I before I heard about Health IQ, I hadn't thought about life insurance in a while. Like since I since since my wife and I, since Rebecca and I got our, our life insurance policies, like you know, whatever. You, you, she gets a new job, so there's a, a life insurance policy there, and and you know, whatever. We we've got some coverage, right? But um, you know, as as you might. Uh, realized, you know, sometimes the, the needs and how much how much coverage you, you might need changes over the course of, of your life, you know, adding kids or getting married or whatever the case might be, buying a house. Um, and if, if you're at that point where you're like, gosh, you know what, like, I haven't thought about my life insurance coverage in, in years either, um, maybe it would be worth checking things out. And if, if, you, if you find yourself in that situation, Health IQ is the place because they, they work with life insurance providers to make sure that um, runners and, and anybody who's, who's associated with, with taking care of their health are really, really concerned and, and, and proactive about being healthy can get the best rates uh, available. So uh, head over to healthiq.com slash disruns and, and you can get some more information there. And if you, if you talk to an agent, um, you can get some, some quotes and some ideas and what, what it might cost to get the, the, the type of coverage, the level of coverage that you might need. Um, and make sure you let them know that, that you heard about it here so that uh, you know they know that their advertising dollars are working and it helps keep the lights on here for us as well. So, um, so em, you, you know, like I said, the, 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 you, you've done some, some events on the treadmill. I, I, think, I think that was actually how I first stumbled upon you. I don't know what it was, five, four, five years ago on, on on Twitter, you were doing like a 24 hour treadmill run. And I was like, what in the world is this woman doing? Like who would sign up for, do, to, for doing that kind of thing? Um, yeah. you, and I don't even remember what, what you were supporting at that time, but, uh, where did, where did that, the idea to do these types of things, do some, some crazy long, you know, whether it's 24 hours, whether it's hundred miles, whatever it might be on the treadmill, where, where did that idea come from? You know, I, I think I was just kind of, well, there, there were two things that brought it about is that I, I was running marathons all the time and um, I loved it, but I started thinking, okay, well, maybe I could run a marathon and like raise money for a purpose, you know, and, and run with a purpose. Um, you know, at that time, I wasn't necessarily itching to, to get a big PR or anything, but I loved the run. So I started thinking that I should really be doing something that could benefit others while I was still getting to do what I loved. Um, so, so I did one marathon where I was raising money. And then my husband and I went to, and my daughter, went to go check out a facility here in Phoenix called the Sojourner Center. And it's a domestic violence shelter um, for women. And it just kind of tugged at my heart in, in a way I 
you know, of course I expected it to, but it just impacted me so deeply. And so I just started thinking, you know, of course, you know, as we go to leave, donations are what's important and of the financial type, um, most importantly. And I started thinking, okay, well, I can do that, but I wonder if I could do something um, bigger, you know, more than I'd be able to donate myself financially um, and, and turn that over to them. So that's when my very first idea of a treadmill um, 24 hour run came into play. And I did that. I want to, I believe it was 2011 and that was held at our NBC affiliate here in Phoenix. Um, and, and it was a really big success considering, um, we kind of did it all on our own. My family, my mom and sister were huge, huge supporters of it, organized it all. Um, and I just absolutely loved it. It was, it, it just felt so good to do something I love and have something good come out of it and to raise awareness, which was huge. Um, the cause is just, um, one of my favorite and, and I just, I, I loved everything about it. So, um, like I said, that was about in 2011, um, did a couple trail hundreds in between that and my next treadmill 100, which was actually in San Francisco for effect, um, international. And it was to build schools in India. Um, and, and that was eye opening as well. My daughter had done a lot of research about it and, you know, days where she's just, I don't want to go to school. And I'm like, guess what? You have a school to go to buck up buttercup. And, and after she, you know, she did some of her own research. Um, you know, I, I believe that was in 2013. I, I'm hoping I'm remembered, remembering this right, but she was old enough that she was able to really look into it. And, and it did, um, it did impact her for sure. She was, you know, she couldn't believe it, you know, that, you know, people have to walk for miles just to get to school if there was a school. And it, it just ended up being, being so great. We raised probably two and a half times the amount of money that we raised on my first one. So that was fun. I absolutely love that. I, I have to say my heart, my heart belongs to those treadmill runs. I, can only hope and pray I have another one kind of um, written in pencil at the moment that I'm hoping happens the early part of 2019. It's just, I, I love running. I love high miles. It's what works for me. And if I can do something like that and have it benefit a good cause, I'm kind of like, why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, you know, even though, even those, I mean, all of us have, have, whether we probably know it or not, have done something where a run has, has you know, benefited a cause. You do some some charity Absolutely. run or something like that, or, or you, you sign up for a race as a charity runner. Um, you know, it's it's, it's such a great opportunity. Um, what, what, when when you're you know doing one of these events, or, or obviously there's lots of planning that has to go into them as well. But you know, when you when you start reaching out and saying, "Hey, I'm doing you know this this crazy run on a treadmill for for a cause," what are the what are the reactions that people tend to give you? Because I know I know mine would be like, "A, that's awesome." B, you're crazy. But but where where, where, yeah, where, where do people tend to come at with that? You know, I would say I would truly say ninety percent is positive in a completely positive way. Um, there, I would say is maybe 2% that's actually hurtful. Like people who are, who are, um, just kind of rude about it. And and that's totally fine. Um, but I would say for the most part, you get people just being like, yeah, I think that's crazy, but yeah, I think that's amazing. That's typically the reply I get. Um, one of my most favorite things I remember is when my brother came to my first, um, 24 hour run and he saw the huge setup and, you know, the news crew and stuff like that. And he came up to me and he's like, hey, Em, so when does the next runner come? And I was <laughs> like, uh, hey, Mike, it's just me. And he's like, wait, well, no, I mean, like, who comes to replace you? And I was like, well, no, this is, I do this. And it, for like until the morning at seven. And he didn't say one word to me. He just sat there and looked at me. And his look on his face, like, it almost made me want to cry because it was so cute, like, in a good way. But he was just so floored. And I'm like, you're my brother, dude. Like, you should you should know me better than this. But, um, you know, so he thought I was crazy, but he thought it was awesome. And um, the people who, who don't necessarily get it or 
for some reason think I have ulterior motives or that I just like the limelight or things like that, I'll never be able to disprove them with any of my words. Um, I'll never be able to say the right thing that will make them think otherwise. I, I just, you know, I, I know me, I know my heart, I know that I love doing this and I know I do it for the right reasons. So I, I'm perfectly content going to sleep at night knowing that. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's, on one hand, I'm like, I'm shaking my head, like, like really, like people are going to hate on you and, and be like openly rude and, and obnoxious about it. But then I guess, I mean, people are people and, and you exactly. Know. There's always going to be a couple. And unfortunately we tend to focus on those rather than the other good ones. Cause you're like, how can I just, how can I prove you wrong? Like, I wish there was something I could say, but there, it, it just will never happen. You know, I, I used to have a blog and I actually love blogging, but I just found that my skin wasn't quite thick enough for it. And, um, you know, I, I admire those who can really put themselves out there in a blog or in a podcast all the time or stuff like that, because you, you do open yourself up to a lot of criticism and, and you can't, you can't convince everyone that what you're doing is, um, okay or beneficial or, um, anything like that. So at the end of the day, I, I know where my heart is. I, I know my family's my world. And I know that running seems like everything to most people, um, that running think people think that running is everything to me. It's, mm. it's truly about, you know, maybe 10% of what I do and, and what really makes me go. I just love it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and again, I mean, there's, there's, I don't see anything wrong with that and, and everybody's got a, their own ways that they have to balance things. And, and if, if you can find the right balance that works for you at, at running the, the amount that you do, um, you know, again, more, like more power to you. And I don't, I don't, I don't get why people would hate on that, but again, I mean, people yeah. are people. So, um, with, with, with the, the hundred mile runs on the treadmill versus the, the hundred mile, you know, ultra marathon, you know, races out on the trails, things like that. Um, which, and, and this is admittedly probably a terrible question because there's a lot of, of factors that go into it, but, um, which is more difficult? Is it, is it more difficult to be out on the trail terrain, weather, the whole nine yards, um, or more difficult to be on the treadmill or are they, are they each such a different animal that it's, it's, it's almost impossible to compare? Oh no, I, I absolutely say trail is more difficult for me mm-hmm. night and day, like it, without a doubt. <laughs> it, um, it is, you know, I, I wish I had the words. I, it's just completely different while I love it. And like I said, I love being outside and experiencing that. I, it's so much easier mm-hmm. for me to run on a treadmill for a long time than outside. Um, the only thing I will say is that sometimes the trail tends to feel a little better on my legs for a hundred miles. Cause you do get the variation in the up down and using different muscles. So, um, you know, that is something I try to do more. Um, I, I did more in my second treadmill run than my first one, just because, you know, it's just constant. If you, if you don't move things around on a treadmill and the, and the trails are, you know, so great at, you know, if you need to, that's, what's great about, um, outside ultras is, you know, if you need to walk to go up a hill, it's no big deal. And people, you know, expect that, but when you're just running in place for that long, you know, there's, there's not any walking necessarily unless you're eating that's going on. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll stop just, I'll, I'll pick my jaw off the floor here eventually <laughs> because it's just, it's just such a different, different, uh, um, way of, of, of just participating in the, in the sport. I mean, and it's, again, it's one right. of the, the beautiful things of our sport is that, is that there's so many different options and different ways to, to participate right. and, and find joy in it. It's, it's crazy. Um, but, uh, shifting gears a little bit as, as we're getting sort of to the, to the point where start to, to at least think about wrapping this thing up, but, but I can't let it pass that, um, you know, one of, if, if memory serves from, from doing a little, uh, stalking of you on, on the, on the internet that, uh, you, you ran Boston as one of your first like third or fourth marathon, something like that. And, um, everybody who listens to the show knows that Boston is a big gold mine. I still got uh, a good bit of work to do to, to get qualified for it, but, uh, you know, not gonna, not gonna stop doing that work until, until we get there. But, um, anytime that I talk to somebody who's run Boston, I always have to kind of ask what, what their experience was like. And, and, um, I know it's been, a, it's been a, at least since the first time you ran, I don't know if you've done, if you've run it since then, but it's been a, been a minute since you were there, but what was, what was your Boston marathon experience like for you? Oh, geez. Um, you're right. I've only done it once and it was that time. Um, I want, I think that was, 
Yeah, I don't remember what year it was. I'm not even going to try to pretend. But um, unlike anything else, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And anyone I talk to who's thinking about um, qualifying, oh, man, I will do anything I can to support you with words, with, you know, any sort of questions answered, anything. I always tell my, tell my friends, I'm like, if you have any desire to do it, you need to do it because it is truly an experience like anything else. Um, me not being going back since then, um, it's, it's just a really long way. And you know, I'm kind of into making it more of like a, a family trip. I don't really want to just fly out there by myself or, you know, meet a friend. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I love going on vacations with my family and they're kind of more up for doing something we haven't done before, not going somewhere that we've already been. So I, I totally respect that and get that. Um, but Boston was just incredible. It, one, it's funny, one of the, the biggest takeaways for me and what just like I'm sitting here just smiling ear to ear thinking about it is just those first miles where you're just running so close with all the runners, but the energy is so intense. And then you get to the first water station and there's just cups, cups everywhere. I mean, you're running on cups and, and they, it was so windy the year I did it. In fact, I think it was one of the fastest years for any of the runners because the wind was at our butts the entire time. It was glorious. And um, the sound of these cups just like dancing on the pavement. They were just flip-flopping all the way down. It was beautiful. I know, such a weird takeaway. Maybe that's my problem with running on a treadmill. But I, I just love the sounds of Boston. You, you hardly can run a couple steps without seeing somebody, hearing somebody. It's just lit up the entire way. I, I know you, you kind of answered this, but I'm still going to ask it anyway. At some point, maybe, and, and right now maybe isn't the time, like you said, with family, and, and it is a big trip from, from where you're located to, to head over there, but w would you be open to running it again, maybe? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I would love to do it with a charity. I would love to do it with a best friend. Um, I have a, two different girlfriends, um, Christina and Tracy, that are, are both trying or going to um boston qualify they i have to convince them how bad they want it though um, <laughs> and if they when they qualify i will be there i told both of them that i said i would want nothing more than to run this with you and the same with my sister i have a sister i just ran the phoenix marathon with and I'm trying to convince her that she needs to run Boston. She lives in Connecticut right now. I'm like, you're so close, <laughs> like location-wise. Um, and, you know, she, she's maybe 10 minutes. Um, her marathon is maybe 10 minutes off where she needs to be. So I, I would love to run it with someone and have a special meaning associated with it. I am pretty confident in saying you won't see me at Boston just running by myself for myself i it, i just wouldn't i don't really have a good you know rationale to it i just mm -hmm. i just know that it would be something else that would get me there well and that, and that kind of ties in nicely with the, with the idea of, of doing some of these charity events and just and just how you know again like like clearly you, you've got this giving heart when it comes to to your running and like yeah it's it's, it's something that, that we all do for ourselves to some extent but that it's yeah. it's a cool thing that you can do it with others and for others as, as well. And, and yeah, it's, it, uh, it'll be interesting when you, whenever it is that you go back there to run with whoever it is that you end up running with, um, yeah. what the difference is. Cause, cause from what I, I know, and I mean, I wasn't a big runner back in the early 20, 10, 11, 12, something like that, whenever it was that, that I think if, if I'm remembering right, yeah. it was about the time that you ran it. Um, yeah. you know, Boston wasn't quite what it is now. So it'd be interesting to right. hear how it's changed in, in your perspective over the oh, whatever it is, sure 10, 12, 15 totally years when you get back there. Yeah, that, that's very, very true. I'm sure it's completely different. Yeah. But uh, anyway, as, as we're getting uh, officially to, to that point, the, the way I like to, to end the calls here, Em, is, is with something that uh, I call it a philosophical question, which sometimes people kind of get a little weary about that because it sounds more difficult than it is. But it's, it's similar to the, to the introductory question. It's, it's very, uh, you know, typically something short and sweet and, and something that... Uh, um, has a, the a possibility of a, of a long answer. We've had we've had answers that go on for ten or fifteen minutes. We've had certainly answers that are, are two or three words, and, and a whole host that are somewhere in the middle of that. So, um, all that to say, 
very open-ended way to kind of kind of wrap things up today but um with with where you are in your your running career with with doing you know the the, the charity events with doing the the lots of miles on the treadmill and 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 just you know the the i mean number of years that, that you've been in the sport um what what do, what does it mean to you to be to be called a runner you know i mean r- running is, is something that we all hold near and dear but but you know the, the reasons that we run are all different and, and kind of what we think of of running in general is is i think a bit different sometimes from one person to the other what it what it says about you when somebody says oh you know there's, there's em over there she's 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 a runner she she does all these crazy things um what what does i guess i guess what i'm trying to ask is what does running what what did you hope that running says about you what what, what do you think that that you are as a runner, if, if all of that kind of makes sense. I know it's a, it's a, it's a mumbly question, but it's, it's kind of supposed okay. to be, it's supposed to be like that a little bit and very open-ended and you can take it whichever way you want. Yeah. Um, and I hope I answer this right. I'm, I'm guessing I may not be, but running, um, has just brought me personally so many gifts. Um, the friendships I have made through running, I can tell you Jeez, my my five very best friends, all of them were found through social media. I came into contact with them through social media, through running. And that kind of blows my mind because, I, I mean, I tell people that and they're like, that is so creepy. That is so weird. Like, where are your girlfriends from college? Where are your girlfriends from high school? Why are you not hanging out with them? No, there's people I met on Instagram and they're coming to my house and they're going to stay for a week. And, you know, to most people that is so strange, but we have this underlying bond of running that um, is how we met. And then I find that, you know, we may not even run together when they come. We may just completely hang out and just do the friend thing. It's, it's so beautiful to me that running has brought me these friendships that truly are priceless. I, I don't go a day without texting these friends multiple times throughout the day and not about running. You know, we're talking about what are you doing today? What's your weekend look like? Do you have a date night plan? So when are we going to get together? You know, and if, if running has, has, if that's exclusively what running has done for me, it's everything. The, the running community is just such an incredible thing. Um, yeah, I, I truly don't don't have enough words to to express that. I, I I love social media for that reason. I you know there's there's so many reasons to hate on it some days where it just kind of drives me nuts. Or maybe there's drama. Or maybe it's just you know, too much. It's hard to keep up. You know, you want to show support to everyone, but you truly just don't have the time to, to leave an emoji on everyone's post or, um, you know, try to support them in a way you wish you could. But, um, it's, it's been such a huge blessing in my life for what it has brought me that, that even surpasses running itself. I hope that kind of answered the question. <laughs> it's, it's it's it absolutely does. It's it's a philosophical question for a reason because it, it's um there there is no there is okay, no good. there is no expectation. I, I, fail, I always fail on on right wrong questions. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm good with those open ended things. Well well good and that's and that's what I try to do is is leave things as open ended as possible and that was a, a great way to to wrap things up and and. Uh, a nice little bow to put on things. So um, once again, guys uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, basically everywhere on social media at run M's R U N E M Z is uh, the, the spelling there. And, and uh, you'll know you're in the right place when you start seeing all those 20 miles, 20 miles, 20 miles. Like that's, <laughs> and I say that, I say that full of, full of love and a bit of admiration as well, but uh, oh, you're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> disruns.com slash five, four, three is a link for the show notes. We'll have everything linked up there. And, and if you, if you want to connect with Emily and or M or M's or however you want to say it, um, that's, that's the place to go. So uh, M, thank you uh, so much for taking the time. Uh, not everybody knows, but we tried to do this a couple of times and we were sick kids that, that bounced around. So, you know, we, we yeah. had to put it off, but uh, glad Glad we were able to, to get connected and, and have a little bit of chat um, and, and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. So thanks so much for the time. I really and, uh, appreciate it. Thank you. 
All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between M and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from this episode. What was something that we talked about that uh, that caught you off guard or, or surprised you or made you go, yeah, hells yeah, damn right, girl. Um, what what was it from today's episode that stood out to you? For me, it was really um, the, the discipline that M has with her schedule and the fact that she takes a couple of days off every week. Um, it's, it's something that, uh, that I, I'm a big believer in. I'm certainly a big believer in, in the rest day, rest days. I, I take two days off of non running per week as well. And, and I'm not even doing, you know, nearly as many miles as, as she does on a regular basis, but it's just something that I've learned that for myself is very important. And I was, I was, uh, happy to hear as, as, as you probably remember me, me talking about when, when we were talking about her schedule that, that she does as well, that, that she recognizes that she can't run every day at the volume that she's doing. It just, it just doesn't work for her. She listens to her body. She takes takes that day off midweek and takes that day off on the weekend so that, you know, family time and just time to, to recover and refresh and keep her legs, her legs feeling good. Um, and I just think that's so important and something that I know I've talked about before in the past, but, uh, it's always good to hear other people, other people that are doing much more than I am. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting any, any close to any hundred mile weeks, any, any day, anytime soon. Um, but she still knows that she needs to listen to her body and take those days off. And, uh, just something to, to think about if, if you're, if you're worried about taking a day here or there, or having a regularly scheduled a couple of days per week, or you're sick and you, and you, and you're, but you're, you know, not sure, should I train? Should I not a day, a day off? isn't a bad thing. A day off is, is a day of recovery. It's, it's your body's still working. Even though you're not training, your body's still working to repair the work from your last training run and get you stronger, faster, improving your endurance, all those types of things. And, and they're important. And clearly, you know, for, for somebody like M, it's, it's working for her. So, you know, maybe, maybe if, if, uh, you know, if, if nothing else, you can take a page out of somebody else's book who's been running for a good number of years and not dealing with too many injuries. Um, and a big part of that is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to paint between or color between the lines here, but a big part of that is that she's taking those regular days off. She's listening to her body. So it's an important thing to do. It's an important skill to learn. And hopefully it's not something that you have to learn the hard way, which I know, uh, I know from conversations with, with some of you guys and, and some other folks in the running community that, uh, sometimes that's what has to happen. You have to break down before you recognize the, the importance and the value of taking that, uh, that regular day off or two, two days off during the week, um, to make sure that you're, you're strong and healthy and uh, able to continue to make progress. So anyway, long winded, but, uh, that's, that's kind of my style, right? <laughs> um, but, uh, that's my takeaway. What about you? Let me know what's out to you from this episode. Shoot, I say that every freaking time, and I still can't spit it out once in a while. But let me know your thoughts uh, on the Twitter, at DizRuns, email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And as always, you can head over to the show notes for this episode or any episode and leave your feedback there. And that way other folks, you know, two years, five years, ten years down the road, if there's still an internet at that at that time, um, which I think there probably will be, uh, folks that are finding the show can, can uh, you know, hear what you had to say back, back in 2018. And uh, they can add to it in, uh, you know, 2020, 2025, whenever it is. Um, and we can keep that conversation going. So for this episode, disruns.com slash 543. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and, and pull this ship into harbor. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks again to Health IQ for sponsoring this episode. HealthIQ.com slash disruns if you uh, need to, to maybe, or if you want to, just curious to get, get some quotes and find out what it might cost to add a little more life insurance coverage to uh, what you already have. Um, again, uh, HealthIQ.com slash disruns. So uh, until next time, thank you guys again for listening. Appreciate all you do to, to spread the show, to promote the show, to, to help it find new ears and a, and a, and a wider, ever widening, ever widening. Goodness, my, my words are a hot mess today, uh, but ever, ever growing, ever widening uh, listenership. Very much appreciate everything and I very much appreciate you for listening all the way to the end. So um, please be well, please take good care and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Uh, take care, guys.